Hi, everyone. This is Carrie Bellog. I am the founder and chief groupie of Brand Groupies Consulting, where we obsess about your brands. Build your brand, rock your brand, and fans will come. Good morning and welcome everyone to the Brand Groupies podcast where we talk with inspiring entrepreneurs and brand leaders who are rocking their brands. And today I have um, someone who's very special in my life, uh, Jamie Cecil Turner, also known as the Less Stress Coach. Jamie is a professional coach, speaker, and award-winning author of Less Stress Business, a guide for hiring coaches and leading great employees, and her recently launched book titled Less Stress Life, How I Went from Craze to Calm and You Can Too. Jamie has over a decade of speaking and facilitating innovative workshops, including delivering a keynote address for the American Lung Association, being featured in top media outlets, including the New York Times, and being a nominee for the Athena Leadership Award, as well as serving as a speaker curator for TEDx Asbury. Park, the largest TEDx on the East Coast. And I would just like to throw in there that there is a record label named after Jamie <laughs> called Jamie Records. We are so on brand with Brand Groupies. <laughs> she sang with the Four Tops and she hung out with Lucille Ball and her children. So um, I'm totally inspired by Jamie and I'm so honored to have you. So thank you for thank being you, here. Thank you, Carrie. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> this is such a special day because yeah. we have been, um, you know, talking about doing this together and uh i'm really you know and the thrilled. flu didn't interfere and the flu this didn't time. interfere. i know we had to reschedule a few times so welcome <laughs> thank you here so you have such um an amazing history i'd love to um you know talk about how you um you know got started as a less stressed coach like what led to this you know amazing career well i've been a coach for almost 10 years now mm -hmm. which i can't believe okay. and i didn't start as the less stressed coach that brand emerged over time and actually, it, it began, the seeds of it, when I published my first book. And my writing coach, Henry, at the time, asked me, what do I hear most often from my clients as we were working on the ideas for the book? And I said, everyone tells me how much less stress they have from working with me. So he titled my first book, Less Stress Business. So I started as the Less Stress Business Coach. And you helped me evolve <laughs> to the less stress coach now that my second book is out and that deals with life stress. Mm -hmm. Love so, it. Yes. Yeah. Well, so um, it kind of evolved. I love I love the branding. And when I tell people I have a less stress coach, full <laughs> disclosure here, <laughs> Jamie has been my coach and my stress has gone. I remember when I first came to her, it was, uh, I think, at a eight-ish. Oh, she yes. said on a scale of one to ten. But it was really stress? higher than that. It was higher than that. <laughs> and then just, um, I guess it was six months ago, she asked me and I said, oh, it's about a three. And then I'm yeah. like, she, I, I didn't even remember that it was up there you right. know, at the beginning. So, um you're amazing. So um, I love that you kind of your your brand evolved. And uh, tell us about your experience working before you were a coach. Right. So I had a full career in education, uh, 37 years, the last 12 as a school principal. And then three years after that, mentoring, coaching and teaching aspiring school principals. So I never envisioned I'd do anything beyond that really was really surprising to me. And I started coaching kind of as a hobby for something to do in retirement. Mm. And 
here I am 10 years later. You're just so good at it. I just, I love it. It's just my passion. And I just love when I look back on my time in education, my best days as a school principal were those days when I helped someone, whether it was a student, a parent, or a teacher, have an aha about something in their life. And that's what I get to do all the time now as a coach. Amazing. So there definitely were um, skill sets from being an educational leader that transitioned very well to being a coach. Mm -hmm. Great. And so what type of clients um, come to you for less stress? I think just about anybody. Anybody. (laughs) Just about anybody. I've worked with a lot of small business owners from various kinds of business, accountants, chiropractors, hair salon owners, um, you know, you just name it, just about any business you can think of. Mm-hmm. And then on the personal side, because I do business and personal coaching, on the personal side, I've worked with, you know, women women going through a difficult divorce or trying to decide whether to go through a difficult divorce, whether, you know, it's time for that. Um, moms who need mm-hmm. coaching to help with raising their kids because of my background in education, I have a lot of expertise in the area of parenting. So that's just a little bit of everything. Anyone who wants something different in life than what they have now, you know, I'm there to help them. So some people come thinking it would be focused on business, but then it goes into personal because it's yeah, I have a friend person. who says it's all life coaching. <laughs> it's all life coaching. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I've had high level executives who I think I'm going into the engagement, just helping them with their leadership. And then they want to talk to me about their daughter or their husband. So I'm open to any conversation. Mm-hmm. And you've shared your knowledge um, with different groups and you've been speaking as right. well for a number of years. Tell us a little bit about your speaking experience. Um, Well, you know, I've been speaking for years as an educator, Mm -hmm. so speaking now as a coach isn't really that different. Um, I started really a bigger speaking career when my first book came out to promote my first book. And you uh, also helped curate the TEDx in Asbury Park. How long have you been uh, been doing that? that. I think this is my fourth or fifth year, maybe my fifth year of working with that team. So you were appointed um, different speakers to help uh, with their talks? Yeah, so each speaker who's accepted by TEDx Asbury Park has their own coach, which is one of the thing, one of the benefits they get from being selected as a speaker. And then it's up to us as the coach to help them really focus their talk on what is most important and what is the takeaway for the audience. Because sometimes people are just all over the place and the talks are short, maybe anywhere from six to 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be very focused. Every word counts when you're giving a talk of that length. I bet. Yeah. And, and you do such a great job because I've watched them and every speaker is so inspiring. And I think it's a great I love it. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. So it's interesting because there are a lot of coaches out there. Um, and I, you, set your, you stand apart. I don't know. I, I see that you are unique because you do have your own brand and you do have now two books out. Mm-hmm. So um, you're really cultivating this, um, this less stressed coach brand, which is very exciting. <laughs> and so yes. what, did you know you had a, like, when did you know you had a brand? Like, I see it, you know, but not all coaches have a brand. Was there a moment where you thought, you know, I about think, it? Or, no, it just, <laughs> just evolved organic, over organic, time. Yeah. And what I love about the less stress brand yes. is that I don't think I've ever met a person who said, 
there wasn't room for them to have less stress <laughs> in their life. You know, some people have more room to create less stress, but yeah. everybody has some kind of issue with stress. Yeah. So what I love about the brand is it's an umbrella that encompasses anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some theories about coaching that say you should have a small niche. And I just never found that worked for me. Mm -hmm. It would be boring t for me to work with the same people all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I stress is not the only thing I help people with, yeah. but that is a result mm -hmm. from our time together. As you've seen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the um, I just love it because I always tell my clients, you know, what's your elevator pitch? What You know, when people say, oh, I'm a life coach, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sold yet. Right. I know so many life coaches. But when I tell people um, I know a less stress coach, they're like, tell me more. Right. <laughs> like it immediately attracts attention. And I just think it's um, such a that? great <laughs> lesson in branding, you know, because you also you you also uh, talk about the benefit they get in the elevator right. pitch. So you're very um, focused in that respect. So I think that is um, great. And as far as the books, there's such an extension of your brand. Um, and so you did the, the less stress business book and how does that um, that book differ than the Less Stress Life book that you just um, launched? Um, there's a lot of similarities between them. In each book, I have seven less stress practices. So in the Less Stress Business book, I really dug into the clients I had coached up until that time, which were mostly business owners then, and found the seven areas where their stress was living. And I learned that when they got better at those seven things, their stress went down. Mm -hmm. So as their leadership skills grew, their stress decreased. Mm. And so that book is about the seven ways that help leaders do that, like um, delegate or die trying. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite practices in that uh -huh. book. And then the new book also has seven practices. And those are the seven places that I found human beings, kind of where we bottle up our stress. Mm. And when we get better at these seven practices, our stress diminishes. Mm -hmm. Well, I practice your techniques every day. <laughs> and so um, I would like to just mention the surf technique, if you want to sure. talk about what S-U-R-F stands for and how people can apply it to their daily Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. So um, I kind of came up with this metaphor to mm -hmm. surfing when I was writing the book. And you live across from the beach. I Let live me across throw from that the in. beach. Exactly. <laughs> so the ocean is ever present. Brand. Exactly. Ever present in my mind. And... I saw this poster um, at a restaurant, actually, in Atlantic Highlands. It says, um, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And so I realized that the waves of the ocean are ever-present. They just keep coming, mm -hmm. just like stress. My book is not about how to eliminate stress, because that's not possible. Mm -hmm. You're going to meet annoying people. You're going to get stuck in traffic. You're going to have air airline delays. I mean, there's lots of areas where stress is going to be present in your life, mm -hmm. what we all can do is get better at how we are in each of those moments. Mm -hmm. So the surf metaphor is about how if you picture yourself at the beach, lots of people in our area are, are beachgoers, and you're in the ocean, if you're an ocean swimmer, you know, do not turn your back on those waves. Because if you do, you're going to get bowled over, mm -hmm. right? So that's something we learn right away. And when you're in the ocean, you have choices. You can dive through the waves. You can surf on top of them. You can float. You can sit it out on the beach. You can jump over the waves. You have many options. Mm -hmm. And with our stress, we have just as many options. Mm -hmm. So the surf 
acronym speaks to my method for how you can get in touch with your stress. So the S stands for spot your stress. Because the first thing is people don't always, we don't always realize that we're feeling stress. So the first thing is to notice it. The U stands for unleash, unleash your options. So just like when you're in the ocean and you have options, when you're in a stressful moment, you have options that maybe you haven't even considered before. And then the R is to respond. Pick a new way, respond, try something different. And then the F stands for figure out what worked. So reflect on it. What Was it helpful what you tried? Was it not helpful? Do you want to do it again? What did you learn? So that's the metaphor. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, I do. I think the number one thing for me and just to throw in is is being aware, becoming aware of stress and right. identifying it and spotting it. So the S is, you know, spotting it and then thinking of options in your head. That's how I yeah. you know, <laughs> think about it. And it truly has helped. And just I think just being aware and being like, OK, this is a stressful moment. What am I going to do about it? Right. Instead of just going off the deep end and just getting over emotional or, or, or letting it, um, you know, linger on. It's just right. you can nip it in the bud and then move on. It's the difference between reacting mm -hmm. and responding, mm -hmm. like not just being in the moment and letting your emotions overtake you. It's a way to help you tame your emotions and realize that you have some conscious choices mm -hmm. that you can make yeah. in that moment. Well, it's very effective. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it worked on me. I you know, know. Yeah. I came up with this after a year of mm -hmm. really digging in and analyzing my own stress. So you wrote down, right? Everything that was journal. stressful throughout one year. One year. And that helped. I looked, I became a stress detective mm -hmm. and I looked for a moment of stress in every single day of my life for a year. Actually, I still do it. It's kind of ingrained in me now. <laughs> and then when I was in the middle of the moment, instead of like just getting through it and not thinking about it right in the middle of the moment, I said, how could I think differently in this moment or how could I behave differently? Those were the two questions I asked myself. Mm -hmm. And that's how I would unleash my options. So I would yeah. that's what would get me thinking about different options. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, thank you. I have a little chapter in the book. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I talk about my experience picking the kids up from school. I and, love your uh, story. <laughs> you know, uh, for you moms out there, you know, when the kids come in the car, I don't like that stack and I'm tired, I'm hungry. And, you know, really addressing it with a calm voice. And I remember... Um, talking to Jamie about that. And I was so calm that my son said, Mom, you're scaring me. <laughs> I said, okay, we're going to be home soon, kids. But I'm hungry. So it was um, it was a great thing. And I think about it every time that we're Good. in the car. I laugh every happens. time I read your story. <laughs> so I have that calm voice. And they're like, what is yeah. this, Mom? <laughs> Being a mother can be very stressful. Oh, yeah, and I'm so excited to see them. Like, oh, yeah. I can't, how was your day? Kids like, are unpredictable. I, I raised two sons. I know, you yeah. Know, so I've been there and, you know, plus being a principal of a school of 450 oh my children, gosh. Uh, yes. preschool to third grade, I have, you know, a lot of experience with kids oh and gosh. we have to really, you know, think outside the box when yeah. we're dealing with them. Totally. And kudos to you. Like, you know, when you think about that job is like running a small business, being a principal, yeah. dealing with teachers, parents, children. I mean, lots of stakeholders, so many stakeholders, <laughs> you know, and different ages. I mean, different markets. Right. And <laughs> you have so many different audiences to talk yeah. to. So um, that experience is, I just think, um, really helps set you apart, I think, to talk to different well, 
that's people. where I honed a lot of my skills, yeah. my leadership skills. Mm-hmm. I really worked on my communication skills mm-hmm. during that part in the job. I went to some training and really dug in and learned some new ways to communicate because that's actually in my first book, one of the ways mm-hmm. that stresses leaders out the most. And actually in the second book, there's a chapter about it too. When we we don't speak our truth, when we hold on to things mm-hmm. that we need to say mm-hmm. and they just weigh us down. So um, I have a lot of strategies that I help people with mm-hmm. and tools. Oh, you're so good at it. <laughs> and so um, what inspires you every day? Because I know, you know, I, we talked and then you said, I'm going to write a second book. And next thing I know, you're like, all right, I wrote it. We're, it's going, <laughs> we're publishing it. And um, you moved so quickly. Like, what is, um, what is it that truly inspires you in your field? Well, I'd say learning. I'm, yeah. I am, um, I've always been about learning. From the time Mm -hmm. I was a kid and played school in the basement with my two sisters, and I was always the teacher because I'm the (laughs) oldest, Um, but I think life is about learning, and I'm inspired about whatever I can learn Mm -hmm. from whatever life hands me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm going through a difficult health situation right now, Mm -hmm. and I don't, like, stay in in a depressed state or have pity or anything like that, mm-hmm. I look for the lessons that I'm learning each and every day. You know, I shared with you that I had trouble buttoning my blouse today because <laughs> I have neuropathy in my Aww. fingers. And I'm just like standing there laughing as I'm trying to button this blouse because <laughs> I just, is not something I ex- no. expected to experience in yeah. life. Yeah. And so it's a lesson today. It was a lesson of patience. Mm-hmm. And to lessen my stress today, I allowed more time to get dressed to come here because mm-hmm. I just figured there might be an obstacle that I might encounter. <laughs> so it's, you know, learning from life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what brings me the most joy and yes. the most inspiration. Yes. There are lessons all around us. I love it. And, and you know, I think um, it's true, always learning. And, and I also ask entrepreneurs what um, what they have learned about themselves in building their brands and being, you know, in their uh, respective industries. So, of course, you're off on your own. You know, you right. are an entrepreneur. And um, is there anything that you've learned to? Well, I've um, learned not to underestimate myself because mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. I did. Because I was making a transition to a whole new field. And it took me a while to really embrace that I had a lot to bring with me from my previous career, not to mention my life experience. So I've learned not to underestimate myself. And sometimes I, I do feel more stress because I'm thinking, oh, I'm not up to this challenge or this is something new. But when I think about what I've done before that's similar to it, then I can calm myself and feel like I have a lot to bring. That doesn't mean I don't have a lot to learn. I'm always learning. Yeah. But I think in the beginning of making this transition, mm-hmm. I just felt like such a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning. And I was yes. in some ways, but yes. not in every way. Yeah. And I think that's true for everyone, anyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. When, you're try- when you're doing something new, instead of facing it as a completely new endeavor, think about what you've done previously mm-hmm. That has prepared you for this moment. That's a that's a great uh, great point. Um, and um, you know, I was going to say you are um, so inspirational um, to me. And um, in building your brand, where do you see yourself in the um, in the next year? To year, another book. <laughs> 
Um, right now, less I don't stress. have an idea for a book, although yes. I've said you could put less stress in front of anything. Mm-hmm. Less You're stress right. marriage, less stress divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, you could put less stress in front of anything and turn it into a book. I kind of envisioned it initially as like the new dummy series. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Definitely. I don't have an idea right now, okay. but hey, you never know. But tomorrow you're going to be like, Carrie, I'm yeah. doing this. No, you never know. <laughs> you're such a doer. No, um, no, I love it. And, um, you know, I was going to say um, anyone, I know there's a lot of people who are looking into, um, you know, to coaching and that was great advice to think about everything that you've done before right. becoming a coach. Um you know, any other advice that you would give any aspiring coaches who might want to get into the field of starting on their own? And It's challenging. You know, you know if you're trying to support your family and mm-hmm. have a full-time income, there's some challenges because there are a lot of ups and downs like any entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. like your job or, you know, mm-hmm. and mine too. Um, income fluctuates. Mm-hmm. So I would say have a cushion. Have a cushion. <laughs> Just in Before case. you start. Now, did because you, it takes yeah. time to build. And did you do any certifications or any coaching yes. um, classes that you might recommend for people to oh, start? Oh, I did a lot. I'm, yeah. Because as a professional educator, I have two master's degrees. Mm. I'm all about education. Yes. So going into coaching, I wanted to do it in the most professional way I could. Mm-hmm. There's an organization called the International Coach Federation, ICF for short, mm-hmm. and I've, I'm a credentialed coach through them. And so I would say for anyone listening out there who wants to hire a coach, I highly recommend you find someone who's credentialed by the ICF or another respected mm-hmm. coaching organization, because that's one of the problems with our industry of coaching mm-hmm. and our profession is that anyone can call themselves a coach. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you have someone who has some coaching training behind them. Definitely. Definitely. Um, And I know I see the um, what sets you apart. And I think you've really mastered um, your branding and with the less stress. And I have this question. I don't even think it's on my prep questions. But is there what's like the number one thing that people stress about that you find? Is it relationships? Is it work communication? I was just curious. Hmm. And this is totally, you know. Um, I think communication comes out, Mm -hmm. I'd say that'd be about the top three. Okay. Um, Because they want to say something to someone, they're holding on to it, they Mm -hmm. don't know how to say it, they don't know when to say it, they don't know the best way to say it, and then they don't say it for all those reasons, and then that continues to bottle up Mm -hmm. and cause them stress. Okay. And then I guess the next thing would be relationships, because if you're not speaking authentically, your relationship isn't going to be the best that your relationship could be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think generally people stress about things they're trying to control Mm -hmm. that they can't control. Instead Mm -hmm. of accepting things as they are and then working on trying to improve things where they can. But I write a little story in the book about how I was giving um, this, this past summer, I was giving a baby shower for my son and his wife who were expecting their first child. And I was having it in Seabright, and I was so stressed about parking. Like, it was, I think it was August, you know, where where were people going to park? And I tried to have it early in the day, but I knew if it was a beach day, parking was going to be a nightmare for the guests. Mm. And I, I caught myself because I was focusing on my stress and journaling about it, and I caught myself that I was worrying about the weather. I can't control the weather. <laughs> I was, yeah, you know, nature. Yeah. I, and luckily about a month before the event, I caught myself 
and realized, oh, you can't control the weather. The day's going to be what the day's going to be. And it turned out it was a cloudy day and nobody came to the beach (laughs) and there was plenty of parking. So it was a big lesson on what all the energy I would have wasted thinking about that every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if the weather is good and people can't park? Okay. You know? Yep. So all I, what I chose to do, because I said, think about how you can behave or think in a stressful moment. I chose to email all the guests, give them advice about parking, suggest they come early, Mm -hmm. get a cup of coffee in town, go sit on the beach, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be a great party. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's a great, um, a great story. (laughs) I feel like that happens a lot of the time. You stress for for no reason. About then, something you can't control. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it, and it turns out. Um, uh, so I, I'd love to also talk about your services because I know you also train, in addition to consulting, you train um, staff members at businesses mm-hmm. and um, yes. internally. Mostly in communication. <laughs> okay. I, I've just come off a six-week session mm-hmm. once a week for six weeks with one of my clients and his office staff on communication that I just loved. It was great fun. Great. Yeah. They they gave up their lunch hour, six lunch Ooh, hours. Okay. And they came with their lunch, and they were a terrific group to work with. They so. must be communicating much better after. Actually, <laughs> some of them have been sessions. emailing me really? about some of the changes that have happened. Fantastic. So, and it's it's a process. It's yes. not going to happen overnight. But, yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, and I then love you offer one-on-one sessions yes. as well. So yes. if you're lucky enough to get a spot, because <laughs> she has a waiting list. Um, but, uh, you know, I think um, what you're doing is great. It's such a great, um, you know, offering. And I think so many people can benefit uh, from it, you know, and you really oh. nailed it. Less stress. Yeah. <laughs> I've hired coaches myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I practice what I preach. And yeah. when I had my first big business speaking engagement, I hired a, someone who specializes mm-hmm. in business speaking yeah. to coach me. So I hired, I've hired several writing coaches, I think three writing coaches up to this point. So, you know, when I have something in my life I want to get better at, yeah, I hire a coach too. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I've hired you for some speaking engagements <laughs> yeah. and, you know, gave me that much more confidence and, and really, um, you know, tightened up the, the talk and, yeah. um, and you- Really? done a great job. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks to and you. And hiring someone to help with branding. And branding. Oh, yeah. Right. So um, Very, I all... recommend you to everybody because, oh, thank you. yeah, you're just so awesome at oh, what you do. Oh, thank yeah. you, Jamie. I, I love our relationship. <laughs> I have a, you know, <laughs> big crush on Jamie. She's amazing. Um, so you have a book tour, your book tour. Yes. I know you're at Barnes & Noble. Now you have one coming up in Red Bank soon. Uh, yes. I'm mm-hmm. at Barnes & Noble on March 31st. Oh, really? Another? Okay. From 2 to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday afternoon. I hope some of the listeners come on out. It would be a lot of fun to see you there. Let's see. April. Hmm. I should have this date. It's either the third or the fourth. I am going to be um, at Theo. Oh, that's April 11th. April 11th. Sorry. Oh, that's by more. special invitation. I'm sorry. That's by special invitation. That's by special Got invitation. Yep. yep. But April. I wish I could remember the date and I don't have my yes. phone. Um, It'll be on your social media. It's, it's, I yes. just posted it on Facebook Perfect. today. Yep. Yeah. Maybe Ming can find it and tell us. (laughs) I just posted it this morning and I'd be talking about stress and just how radically different my take on stress is. Mm -hmm. So I'll be talking about how, you know, people are into mindfulness and meditation and yoga, which I'm into all of those things. And those things have helped me enormously in my life. But my approach to stress is not to calm yourself away from the stressful moment. 
it's to be in the stressful moment and yeah. find another way mm. right in the midst of that yeah. moment. So yeah. it's it's a different take. Okay. Well, I, I went to your book launch and I learned so much um, just by your talk there. It was so yeah. exciting to, to um, you know, meet everyone and I had a lot of clients there and it was um, such a great event and you talked and you read a chapter in the book and um, every time I'm with you, I take away something. It's oh. like an actionable st Thank step you. as well. So I can really apply it to my life and I think... Uh, you're so Wonderful. good at that. Okay. <laughs> I hope I inspired some people to have some important conversations that day by the story I yes, shared. Yes, yes. That was an yeah. amazing, amazing story. Is this the event here, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, March 31st, Sunday at 2 p.m.? Um, that's one. Okay, and yeah. there's another one in the arts building in, like, as you drive into Ocean Grove. And mm -hmm. I can't, that's the August, I just posted it this morning on my Facebook page. I'll find it. Okay. Yeah, well, we can. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to give out the wrong date. Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. So yeah. you're on tour. <laughs> I am. I'm looking to go outside yes. of our area, though. Amazing. I have some contacts in other places All right. to just stretch beyond yes. as great as this area is. But, I, you know, I'm and looking for some more people. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I always say I love um, you're needed on a bigger platform. You know, so your book is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's available on Amazon. I mean, anyone um, can get it and we'll we'll tag all the you know places you can, yes. you can buy it. And so um, I love the music connection. So can I just want to hear about your experience singing with the Four Tops. Can you just tell us about that? Because I'm obsessed with. Well, actually, uh, it was pretty embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> because I cannot sing. Oh, no. so it was my sweet 16 mm -hmm. and my father was in the record business. He was a record producer. And there was this uh, casino uh, nightclub called the Latin Casino in Cherry Hill. I, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So I was able to invite like 20 of my favorite friends. And we had this table right at the stage. And I didn't know they were going to ask me to sing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm just there wearing my first velvet dress. Oh, I mean, in those party? sweet 16, oh my in those days, you know, we're talking a long time ago. I had this beautiful black velvet dress with a little lace collar. <laughs> so funny. And I can show you pictures next time you're over. And, uh, you know, in the middle of the show, they hand the microphone to me and <laughs> invite me to sing. So it was pretty embarrassing because I really can't sing. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Good memory, though. That good memory. Wow, that was pretty, yeah. pretty cool. And um, and also hanging out with Lucille Ball. You said with that was pretty exciting. I mean, she was doing she was over your house a lot. She and... was doing a play in Philadelphia, and my father knew her through business. Hmm. And she said, made this remark. I don't know what to do with my kids. They're coming in this weekend. And it turns out that her daughter Lucy is my age, and her son Desi is my sister's age. And and my father said, "Oh, bring them to our house." So for two weekends. <laughs> They came by limo to our house, oh and we hung out with them for the whole weekend. And then Luce, Lucille Ball would come and pick them up. <laughs> I remember one day we were we took them all ice skating to the local ice skating rink where we lived. And I was sitting there next to her on the bench. And she actually had rollers in her hair and like a handkerchief kerchief over her head. And people were just mobbing her. And there I was sitting next to Lucille Ball. It was just the most amazing experience. I was 10 years old. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, she was the biggest person on TV at that time. And there she is in my living room and in my ice skating rink. That is so cool. It was really fun. Wow. I have a picture of, of oh, the kids all the together. Yeah. That is very cool. What what memories. Yeah. So um, so I love the music um, element as well. Is there is there any um, type of music that you like to listen to while you're... Um, I don't you know, know, I like to listen to everything. And, you know, I've um, I'm a big Beatles fan. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my generation. Yeah. 
I was actually in a George Harrison fan club when I was oh, 11. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Why George Harrison? I don't know. But um, yeah, so I, you know, I just, I try to stay current with mm-hmm. music. Um, the Hamilton soundtrack mm-hmm. for that show, I've listened to it a thousand times. And that music just gets stuck in my head. When I, I went to see the show finally, just um, last month, and I'm telling you, I just would wake up and those songs, I couldn't let go of yeah, them. They're so moving. They're amazing. Right? Yeah. I yeah. I like I like Broadway shows. I'm okay. a big yes. Broadway show fan. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And of course, that leads us to our brand groupies challenge. <laughs> yes. If uh, Jamie Cecil Turner, the less dress coach, um, were to be a song, what song would it be? That's the hardest question you've asked, Carrie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to stump you. It's like very hard to uh, I, stump you. I think I would have to go with a Beatles song, mm-hmm. being the huge Beatles fan I am. And I'm going to go with Let It Be. Right? You nailed it. <laughs> Let It Be. I mean, Great. there's so many times in life if we would just take that advice mm. and stop holding on so tightly to something that's causing us like a relationship mm. that's not working or whatever it might be. Mm. That's a great yeah, one. Just let that's it be. That's a good one. I love it. Well, Jamie, this has been such a pleasure. <laughs> well, for me too, Carrie. So let it, let's plug your website, Jamie Cecil Turner or uh, Less Dress Coach. Lessdresscoach.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Instagram and uh, Instagram Facebook. is Jamie Cecil Turner. Mm-hmm. And Facebook, I think, is Jamie Cecil Turner, and okay. also the Less Stress Coach. I have two Facebook okay. pages. Okay, great. And the and the books again are Less Stress Business and Less Stress Life, both available um, on the website or on Amazon. On Amazon, also and on Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble, and great. locally for local listeners at River Road Books. Okay, which is in, in a Fairhaven. great great little bookstore. Yes, I love that bookstore. And I found the event here is Wednesday, April 3rd at the Jersey Shore Arts Center from 6.30 to 8. That's it. Or 6 to 8.30, I'm sorry. Thank you so much. And that's on my Facebook page and tickets are available now. It's going to be a great night. Oh, that sounds Yeah, all focused on stress. I love it. All right. Well, here's (laughs) to a less stress um, you. And please, I have to tell you from my own experience, um, (laughs) becoming less stressed, I highly, highly recommend getting Jamie's book, coming to one of these events, um, she has really transformed my life from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, <laughs> So Carrie. I am so much less stressed because of you. So thank you again for being a guest and being in my life. Thank it's you. It's been such You're a the- pleasure. And you know how I love, the love goes right back Aww. to you. And I've learned so much from working with you about branding. And I encourage people to come and work with you too. Oh, so Thank you. We have <laughs> mutual admiration society yes, here. Yes, yes. Well, thank you again for being Thanks a guest. Thanks for having me today. Oh.